Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my blog, Hub Radio Community, and those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 130,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Excuse me, 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight we are going to be talking about mental clutter because we've been talking about spring cleaning, and sometimes we've got to do the spring cleaning and get rid of the mental clutter. And we're going to be joined by author Sarita Washington. She's going to be sharing with us about her book, why she wrote her book, and also maybe giving us some strategies on how to get rid of that clutter. And, of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing some tips in my sales this time as well as my product suggestion, my app suggestion, my repurpose suggestion of the week. But before I bring on Sarita, there are three types, as I was doing my research for this show, three types of mental clutter. And we have all suffered from it. I know I personally the worry, the guilt, and sometimes even the negative self-talk. We unconsciously do it, which is why I brought on our guest who has over 15 years of experience as a mental health professional and psychology professional. Ms. Washington enjoys applying this knowledge to daily life and more recently to business endeavors with her family-owned and operated business, Simply Elegant Enterprises. She enjoys helping to design and manufacture products that will make life easier and enhance the mental well-being of her customers. The business, like her book, is personal and she along with her family, even the pets are in on it as they are featured models of the line of pet mail clippers pay special attention to detail to provide products and services that will make the world just a little bit better. So I'm going to turn on that. Good evening, Sarita. Good evening. How are you this evening? I am doing well. I am doing well. So um, I'm excited about this topic, but first I wanted to ask you what made you write your book and tell um, listeners the title of your book and, and why you decided to write it. 
Sure, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me on this evening. It really is an honor and a pleasure to be speaking with you and your listeners about this very important topic. So the book is titled, When It's Time to Relax, Relaxation Strategies, and Why We Should Use Them. And I titled it specifically to kind of give my readers concrete strategies that could be employed right from the moment that you open the book and how you could begin to focus on relaxation. Oftentimes when we think of relaxation, uh, we think of perhaps, you know, going to a yoga class, which is very relaxing. Um, Of course, if you can get into some of those complicated positions, some of those positions I'm still trying to work out myself. Um, But definitely the idea of employing daily relaxation strategies was something that was important to me, and it came up because I have a product uh, that is called the Serenity Now Bath Pillow. And I developed the product because, you know, I wanted to create um, an experience when we do decide to take a bubble bath. It's something that we don't usually do every day. We'll take showers every day. But usually a bath is a very special experience, um, and it's meant to perhaps unwind or de-stress after a long day at work or a long day with the kids. And so in constructing this product, I wanted to create an experience that would allow for that de-stressing and relaxation at the end of the day. And I bundled with it, you know, a download of um, spa music as well as a gel eye mask. And as I was developing the product, the concept of relaxation started to come up more and more. And I do do uh, life coaching and consulting. And so I really thought that something to address this idea that you can infuse relaxation strategies throughout your week. You don't have to wait until you have a spa day at an actual spa, but you can create one at home. And really I want to focus on why it's important to relax. So those are kind of some of the driving strategies and and reasons as to why I uh, have developed the book. And it is in its uh, final editing phase right now and will be available for purchase on Amazon.com in June 2016, although I I am offering some previews of the book now. So it's interesting how you said, you know, and you're right. I mean, I've tried to heal the too, and it's like, okay, trying to get in some of those positions. I feel like the ass <laughs> like duck when he's in the class, he just falls over. Um, but you're right. We take the showers every day, but the the bath is something different, and it's and it's a lot more relaxing. So, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the you know you already talked about why you wrote the book, but what are some of the the things that are um, in the book, just a little tidbit in, in the book. Sure. So one, the first thing I kind of address is this thought that we already think that we are relaxed. Um, you might think that you're not uptight, and we talk a little bit about what it truly means to feel relaxed. Most of us lead such hectic lives as it is where we're kind of overscheduled. If you look at my calendar, I have everything color-coded, you know, on my calendar, on my phone. And um, when you're productive, you do tend to be overscheduled. And it's so interesting that we've started to automate so many things in our lives. You know, if you want to order a drink from, you know, a cafe or a Starbucks, All you have to do is order from the app in your phone, and it can be ready for you to pick up as soon as you go in. And so when we think about how overscheduled and, uh, you know, how hectic our lives can be, 
sometimes just the idea of stopping for a second and being in the moment is important. And so, you know, in the book we talk about physical relaxation as well as mental relaxation. Something as simple as the posture that you're in when you're on your phone texting. So there was an interesting article published last year about this concept called eye hunch, and that's eye like iPhone, and then hunch like hunchback or being hunched over. So the concept is that we should just maybe take a moment to think about the posture that we're in when we're using our devices. Oftentimes, we are literally hunched over those devices. And just being in that physical posture can actually create um, kind of feedback in your system, conveying to your body that perhaps you're in a state of discomfort or that you are experiencing stress. I mean, one way to think about this is, you know, if I asked you to draw a picture of what it would look like if someone is depressed, what would the body posture of a depressed person look like? And that posture would be, yes, would be hunched over, exactly. And so we don't tend to think about kind of the way in which we position our body and how that could be communicating um, to our brains, actually, how we are feeling. So you might not be feeling or recognize that you're feeling stressed out, but you're creating, especially when we're using our devices all hunched over, we're creating a situation that um, is not actually allowing our breath to flow properly like it should. Just the next time that you find yourself hunched over, you know, your mobile device, I would encourage you to just take note of that in that moment. And then take a moment to straighten up, to sit straight, correct your posture. And this usually takes practice, but the first step is to just kind of catch yourself. So in the book, one of the chapters, we talk about catching ourselves, you know, when we're creating um, physical movements that kind of connect to stress. Uh, something I have a tendency to do is I tend to furrow my eyebrows um, a lot in consternation, especially if I'm, I'm probably furrowing them now, I have to stop it. But when I'm serious or passionate about what I'm talking about, I'll kind of take, and my facial expression will be one that's one of, um, you know, kind of this tightly furrowed or tense expression. Mm-hmm. When I, if you ask me how I was feeling, I would tell you I'm feeling great. I'm not feeling tense at all. But science has shown and research has shown, as a matter of fact, that individuals who have a tendency to kind of group those muscles together, the muscles between your two eyebrows, they actually tend Mm -hmm. to report feeling more stress throughout the day than people who do not. And there's a whole, like, science to facial muscles and connecting those muscles to relaxation that I would point your listeners to. It's really interesting when you remember being a kid and your, your mom saying, fix your face. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So this idea of fixing your face, I'm going to encourage, you know, your listeners and, and anybody that I work with, we should work on that, fixing our face, that um, those people who report feeling the most happiness are people who smile more often than people who do not smile. So taking notice of what's going on physically first is something that I kind of start off with in the book. and. Because, you know, in my full-time life, I'm also a college professor. There's definitely some science fused in the book, but don't worry, it's accessible science. We do talk a little bit about neurotransmitters and those that are connected to relaxation, but I communicate it to, you know, my reader in a way that it really kind of makes sense. Hmm. So a question I have for you, because you do have, you know, over 15 years experience in mental health, what 
mm-hmm. are like some of the just types of mental clutter that that we really tend to have and that really kind of stops us or hinders us from really just relaxing and maybe smiling yeah. more and enjoying life. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And I want to point you back to, um, do you remember Erica Badu's old song, uh, Bag Lady? And yes. In that song, uh-huh, she, she, the whole song actually is about mental clutter and emotional baggage, which is interesting. If you go back and even take a look, you know, at the lyrics, what she's saying in the song is that, you know, you're dragging around all of this baggage, and one day it's going to get in your way. So you need to learn how to pack light. You need to learn how to deal with some of the emotional baggage that you might be carrying. And so when you talk about the types of mental clutter, you started to mention a couple of them. The first thing I would look at is what's your emotional mental clutter? And some of the emotions you mentioned were um, worry and guilt, and I want to add fear to that. So fear, worry, and guilt, it sounds like um, – I'm describing those emotions in that in that cartoon that came out last year, Inside Out, about the mm-hmm. emotions living in the little mm-hmm. girl's mind. But it's interesting that they chose to do that movie because it suggests that some of those emotions are necessary, and we were created to feel those emotions. So then the question I would ask you and your listeners is, if we're created to feel fear, worry, and guilt, how can we make those emotions adaptive. In psychology, the word adaptive means helpful for your functioning. So in what way can you turn fear, worry, and guilt around to being something that's constructive? So I want to toss that question back to you. So fear, worry, and guilt, huh? Mm-hmm. How can you turn those emotions to something that's actually well, constructive think, or adaptive? Well, I think for me, um, I was especially with the worry. I realized that there's some things I just don't have control over. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. some things I just like. For example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that there was a leak coming from the ninth floor. I'm on the seventh, and you know, I could have worried. There probably would have been a point in my life where I would have worried, but this time it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I call people. I need to call. They're going to fix it. I just have to move everything that I feel of value out the way, and I just yeah. have to know that this is just going to be fixed at some point and not stand up and worry and think that the world is coming to an end. So that's mm-hmm. the, that's the mm-hmm. worry. Um, and in mm-hmm. regards to the guilt, I think I realize that, yes, we all make mistakes, and I have to forgive mm-hmm. myself and, um, you know, if by some chance I hurt somebody, I ask for their forgiveness, but I feel that I can't carry it because in my mind, Sarita, I always say if I begin to feel worry and feel guilt and, and all those other things, I can't move forward. And mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. allow myself to feel it, but if I stay there, I can't move forward. And I need that's to move the forward. Key. So I don't know if that's yes. the, I don't know if that's the no, that is the key. That I think right now you're spitting wisdom. That's exactly, those are the keys. It's the idea that, yes, you're going to be present in the moment and feel the emotion, but you're not going to stay there. So we were given those emotions for a reason. 
When we think about, for example, worry, worry is an emotion that allows us to tune into what could happen and then perhaps create an action plan around preventing something from happening. And so it's a normal response when you feel like things are uncertain because worry is a future-oriented emotion. The problem is that worry without action is just anxiety. Now you're just worried for and you're not actually taking steps to resolve it. When you are concerned, so I would even um, you know, encourage folks to channel that worry to concern. When you're concerned about something, you take an action to try to resolve it if you can, or you realize when something is out of your control that it is out of your control and that's going to have to be okay, which is hard for us as human beings. As humans, we like to be in control and we want to try to make sure that we have the final say about what happens. And so being able to actually admit and be okay with the fact that something is out of our control, and that doesn't mean adopt a it-is-what-it-is mentality. It's one of the expressions that I actually like for us to get out of our vernacular, this idea that it is what it is. Doesn't, it doesn't um, help you to have a kind of proactive stance to taking control in your life because it's, it was meant, I think, when we first came up with it as a way to kind of deal with circumstances that are out of our control. But since that time, it's kind of a, become more of a passive expression of helplessness. And so I think when you start to say to yourself, it is what it is all the time, you kind of disempower yourself in that moment. And then you um, take away, you know, a sense of agency. So I would say that worry is a useful emotion in that it connects you to, you know, should you be doing something? And maybe it might spur you to action. But like you just said, it is not useful if you stay there. And that's, that's part of the mental clutter. When we stay in emotions like worry, when we stay in emotions like guilt, again, guilt is a useful emotion. You know, and we've conducted research, we've learned that children learn to feel the emotion of guilt right about the age of two, which we call the terrible twos. So it is a useful emotion in that it teaches us that, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that again. But it is not useful if we don't forgive ourselves, like you just said. And so many of us are stuck in this rut where um, it's not just, you know, being able to forgive yourself, but truly acknowledge that you don't have to be perfect all the time. Many of us who are career-driven, who are, you know, supporting ourselves and our family and our communities, when we don't do everything to perfection, we tend to, to feel feelings of guilt, and this is myself included. So having to forgive myself for some of my perceived Um, shortcomings and failures has been something that I've been constantly working on. But the first step is to acknowledge that that's how you feel. And then from there to kind of say, okay, how can I channel this into something that's more constructive? Because otherwise it's just renting space in your brain that you could be using towards more productive and creative things. Wow. Wow. I could talk to you all night for me. I really could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess, um, and, and, and you've really kind of given us a lot to think about on how one, what is actually one ways we can relax with all the mental clutter and how we can really deal with it. 
So, again, yes. when is your book coming out, and, and how can people get it? So the book will actually be out um, between June and July. I'm in final edits with it. And definitely okay. anyone in your audience can get in touch with me on my website, which is um, swashington.org. That's S like Saturday, Washington.org. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you briefly about before we conclude is what we can do then to clear ourselves of this mental clutter of fear, worry, guilt, negative self, self-talk, and so I've kind of come up with this, um, I guess, abbreviation where you can think of, you know, being aware of your M&Ms. So we think of M&Ms as the candy. But for me, I'm saying M&Ms as in your mindset and just being mindful or in, incorporating mindfulness in your practice. So to mention mindset, mindset is a kind of concept that was developed um, in the mid-2000s by a psychologist out at Stanford University. You might have heard of some of her books about growth mindsets. Uh, most recently, she's actually put out, you know, a book kind of addressing mindset theory called Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential. And so in the book, she talks about this idea that people who have a growth mindset, the mindset that you can actually um, create uh, change in your life, the mindset that you can work hard to accomplish something, um, not that um, things will just be given to you, but that you may have to push through and persevere and be resilient. Resilience implies that you might have had some setbacks in the past, but you're not going to let your setback hold you back. Um, I should probably copyright with that one, setback holds you back. I think I might write that down. <laughs> but, yeah, this idea of incorporating a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, I would encourage your listeners to kind of look more into that if they're not familiar with that. But that actually can spur, you know, um, decluttering, a sense of mental decluttering, because now you don't have to hold on to that guilt or that regret for not finishing this degree or not going to this place or not submitting, you know, this article for publication or whatever it is, because now you can actually work towards fulfilling your potential from a more optimistic standpoint. Um, the other M besides mindfulness is, um, or mindset is mindfulness. So mindfulness being kind of being in the present moment. And you can, people can start doing that right now tonight. You can start with, you know, if you're having dessert tonight, instead of gobbling it down, take a moment to really savor the flavors of what it is that we're eating. We eat so fast that we don't even take a moment just to experience the textures of what you're eating. Is it crunchy? Is it soft? Um, is it sweet? Is it savory? But really taking a moment to experience, if you're treating yourself to something, then take a moment to experience that treat. When you get in your bed, feel the coolness of the sheets against your skin. You know, take a moment to feel how good it feels when you get in the shower or take your bath and to feel the water on your body. That kind of mindfulness, that's something that you don't have to go to a guru or yoga class to kind of start doing. You can learn to be in the present moment starting right now. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting you said that, Sarita, because today as I was walking home, and I get into my pace, but I decided mm -hmm. to just stop and walk a little slower because it was a beautiful day. I was missing the trees, the leaves, the grass, mm -hmm. 
you know, and I said, you know, I need to just slow down. This is a beautiful day and a beautiful yeah. scene. And I just, you know, Good instead of just you. like, okay, I finished my client appointment. Now I've got to go home. Now I've got to do this. Just walk a little mm-hmm. slow again. <laughs> See? That was your way of decluttering yourself mentally. That's perfect. A lot of us have pets. I have a dog. I'm I'm really grateful that he's not in the background barking right now to embarrass me. Um, and, you know, when I take him for a walk, I have the opportunity when I'm taking him for a walk where I could just kind of hurry up and walk him outside and I could be distracted with my cell phone. I could, you know, just kind of rush him through the walk. Or I could take a moment during that walk to appreciate, as you said, the weather, to appreciate the leaves, to appreciate my neighborhood, to appreciate my dog, whom, you know, I really care about, and to really be Mm -hmm. in that moment appreciative of what I'm feeling. So I think the other thing that you and I are touching on and kind of dancing around is gratitude. And gratitude is one of those emotions that can really take over some of the mental clutter that might be present for us. So taking a moment not just to be present, but then to be grateful for some of the things that we do have, I think that's another part of that whole mental decluttering process. Well, I thank you once again, Sarita, for taking time out of your schedule to join us this evening. And I hope you return when your when your book is published and um, just I would love to. And we can have a, another mental decluttering session <laughs> with my listeners. Yeah, actually, I would love that. I would love to perhaps walk your listeners through a relaxation exercise. We could do that. There's lots of fun stuff that we could do the next time that we talk. Um, so I would be eager to do that. And I would encourage you know anyone to check out. I do have an invention um, that I do sell online. It's an adjustable shower cap that I invented for big hair or big heads. Um, so I would encourage folks to check that out. It's called the Satin Dream Adjustable Shower Cap. It's the only one on the market, and it is patent pending. Oh. Um, or if you're looking to create that kind of oasis in your home and you want to create a home spa where you can Bluetooth some you know, soft music in and just kind of relax, definitely check out the Serenity Now bath pillow. And if any of your listeners do contact me and they let me know they listen to your show, I will be happy to send them a little promo code so they can get a discount on both of those things. Ah, did you hear that, listener? Did you hear that? All you have to do is just let her know that you listen to the show. Well, Sarita, <laughs> I thank you again. Um, and, you know, well, You're I'll be in welcome. touch when I'll wait until the fall. And when your book comes out, maybe after the summer, the fall, we can get back and we can, you know, talk about how to awesome. get rid of some mental clutter in the fall. Wonderful. Thanks so much, and yeah, it's so good that you're talking about the fact that spring cleaning isn't just about cleaning your home. You can actually take some emotional inventory and do some spring cleaning there as well. And that is so true. That is so true. It's about a whole, it's a whole lifestyle. It's not only the closet, but it's in the body, but it's also the mind. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Continue to have a great weekend and a great week. You too. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. 
Well, that was Bob Lewis, and of course it's spring, and of course it's time to get those closets in order. And they're the perfect people to call when you need something like that done. So that was an awesome interview. I would suggest you go to the website. Of course, you know there's always a link on the show page, and check Sarita out. And also maybe pre-order her book and there's other products, so relaxation products, and the M&M, Mindset and Mindfulness. So get connected with her. Well, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That is audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is Just Simplify Your Life with T. Whitmore. That's our audiobook for this week. It is Simplify Your Life. How you can simplify your life by just, you know, doing some just simple task in order to do that. Well, I am excited because, as you know, I started a Facebook group, and it was because so many people were coming to me, wanting to get organized, but also I felt that they wanted to really be um, support. So they needed the support. So, therefore, I started my Facebook group. And, of course, if you're fed up with clutter and chaos, you know, and the stress that comes with it, then you really need to be a part of this group. And I love this group because they are really supporting each other. Uh, So, Rita's in the chat room, and she's just saying she had a great time. And, of course, Rita, I would type, but, you know, I can't type thoughts but I will definitely be in touch with you. Um, But this group was um, created to provide support. It was created to help people conquer the clutter. It was able for people to really take control of their spaces and their lives, and I just love what they're, they're accomplishing. I mean, they have really taken their organization to another level. It's not about anybody else but them. One woman said it was no longer about having her house organized for anybody but her. She wanted her home organized for herself. So that's why this group was started. And as I've shared earlier, it's a dollar to start for 30 days, and if you feel this group is for you, you can continue for $7 a month. And that is a small investment you can make in being on your journey to living an organized life. So, of course, you'll get the private Facebook group. You'll get the monthly calls. This month we're going to talk about paper clutter. You'll get live streams. Every week I come on and give you a declutter challenge. And, of course, I'm constantly giving them tips and strategies. So go to my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com and click on the link for the Facebook So we've been talking about spring cleaning and your mental clutter. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Sarita said, and I'm going to spring clean. We're going to talk about spring cleaning your life because we talked about mental clutter this week. We talked about 
um, your body last week. So I just want to continue with the theme. So the first thing is you need to begin to make changes in the way you take care of yourself. That's part of spring clean. And so if you haven't already done so, you need to make an appointment with a doctor. And once you do that, make sure you've got a clean bill of health. Maybe make an appointment with a, with a personal trainer. Or you know what? You don't even have to go that far. Maybe you can just connect with a neighbor or a friend who just maybe wants to walk around the block. That's what I did this past Sunday. She's 80 years young, and we went walking. So those are some things that you need to do because I think sometimes we just get so caught up in just doing and, and the appointments and everything on our schedules and in our tablets. We need to take a moment to just do an evaluation, make sure our body's good, and then we can focus on other areas. The next thing is let go of the negative. You know, I had to really let go of negative relationships in my life. I didn't talk about that with the reason. That could be probably part two. But one of the things is sometimes we all go through things in life. And I have learned that in order for me, as I share, to stay positive and keep moving forward, I don't necessarily let everybody know what's going on. Because sometimes you have those people that tell you, you didn't do it the last time, you're not going to do it again. Oh, my goodness. Well, so-and-so went through this, and this is what they had. This is what happened to them. So sometimes you just got to let go of the negative. And also sometimes you got to let go of the negative self-talk. Because what I have learned to do, and sometimes you may think it's crazy, but it works for me, I will post positive things around my house. So that if that negative talk tries to get into my mind, I'll look at a, a postcard, I'll look at a, a, a post-it or something. I've got tape to the wall, tape to the mirror to keep myself motivated. Another thing you need to spring clean is our time. Now, you've got the tablets, you've got the phones, you've got calendars, and they are so full of stuff. In order to take care of you and your body and your mental state, sometimes you have got to say no to things. And it doesn't mean that you 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 don't like people, you're trying to be mean to people, but saying no to others means saying yes to yourself. Sometimes you need to say no just so you can take that bubble bath and just relax and just be. Sometimes you need to say no so that you can maybe enjoy the journey home and not rush home, eat food really fast, and run out and do something else. So that's another thing. And then, of course, you know, as the organizer in me, sometimes you got to make changes to your space, and that means letting go of stuff. Um, you know, me and my neighbors, we're all in a complex that is getting um, redeveloped, redesigned, reconstructed, and most of the, all of the units are getting smaller. Not bigger, smaller. So we're all in that process of getting rid of things, and you have to make a decision on stuff. Of course, clutter comes in all kinds of ways, but specifically for your space. What do you have in your life, in your home, that you don't use, that you don't need? I share it for those of you who 
school when you get a chance, read my blog. When life handed me lemons, I made lemonade. And basically, no, I got organized. That's what I did. Because I looked at all the stuff I had to take out of my kitchen during the leak, and I looked at everything, and I said, I'm really using everything before I know it. The, the lid to the pot that I no longer own went. The, the top the cracks went. Um, something else is going. It was There were so many things that I was, I don't need them in my space. So make changes. Get rid of Open your life. That's what clearing out clutter does. Clearing out clutter in your mind, it just frees you to be more creative. Um, it frees you to be more less stressed, more relaxed. Getting rid of the clutter allows you to enjoy your space. And, of course, you know, last and, and definitely not least, sometimes just maybe learn something new. Take in something new. You know, you get rid of something old to make room for something new. So once you take care of you, you can learn something, maybe a language, maybe um, um, a skill, maybe a new recipe, something. So those are just my little spring cleaning tips. I know I probably went all around, the, uh, but anyway, just make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you let go of the negative. Make sure you learn how to say no. Count to five before you say yes to anything. And remember, and that's why it's key for you to have your goals and your priorities written down. Because when things take you away from that, it is so much easier to say no. You can say, yes, I would love to do it, but right now my child is in dance recital and that's my focus. Or I would like to work on my dissertation or I want to grow my business or I just want to just have a moment to be. And, of course, clear the clutter out of your space and maybe learn something new. So, and moving right along, I want to thank all of you who have been following me via Facebook, via Twitter, via Google Plus, and all of my other social media. Thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. And as you know, today is Monday, and what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Talk Tuesday. So I want you, because we're talking about mental clutter, I want you to go to those bulletin boards, or maybe you just have things, hopefully, but you may have some stuff on the wall, stuff somewhere. But I want you to go and get rid of all the stuff that is visually just cluttering your mind. So when you look at that bulletin board and you see events from last week, last month, last year, don't post it, take them down and get rid of it, and, and just kind of clear that space. So that's my Talk to Tuesday tip, is to get rid of all of those old flyers and information and all of that visual clutter that sometimes we have on our bulletin board, sometimes we have on the refrigerator, sometimes we just, some people actually have them taped to the wall in their office, but let's get rid of all that visual clutter. My app suggestion for this week is coach.me, and it helps you keep track of your long and short-term tasks you need to complete to do them. Because sometimes we have, a t- we have things in mind we need to do, sometimes you just need to write all the little details. 
You know, you say, I want to paint a room, or I want to organize a room, Jen. Well, okay, what are some of the things you need to do? Maybe you need to take all of the recycling things out. Maybe you need to take all the things you want to donate out and give them to the charity. You need to take all of the things that are trashed out. And therefore, whatever you have left, then you need to organize them and how you want to organize them. So coach.me. My product suggestion for the week is a simple black journal. Because sometimes, and I know for myself, I have learned to keep a pen and a paper by my bed. So that way, if anything comes to my mind in the middle of the night, I can just write it down, go back to sleep. But I also suggest what they call is a mental dump before you even go into the bedroom. Just start writing down all of those things that you need to remember or do tomorrow or later this week. And that's why it's good to have some type of system, whether it's a notebook or whether it's a system on your computer or your tablet, to allow you to do that. So when you go into that bedroom, all you want to think about is going to sleep. And that's what Peter said. You know, enjoy the sheet, enjoy the bed, enjoy the pillow. And my repurpose suggestion, because it's springtime and we're talking about relaxation and just reducing stress, is repurposing some of the items in our homes and our garages for gardening. For example, you can use coffee cans. Some want to use actually a shoe. And, and put some beautiful flowers in, or some people use are really creative and they use books. Now, you can find my app suggestion, my product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion by going to my Pinterest page, and I have a, excuse me, a board that has for apps that will help you stay organized, products that will help you stay organized, and, of course, my repurpose the garden because I've got a couple of repurposed sections. But this one is specifically for the guard, and you can to see all the wonderful things you can repurpose and create the garden of your dreams. So before I end tonight, my inspirational quote is, never give up. Never give up. You know, I was looking at all the different types of mental clutter, the worry, the guilt, the negative talk, but never give up. Never give up when, you know, everybody just keeps telling you that you will never be organized. You continue to give yourself that talk. I am organized. I am organized. And you keep telling yourself. And it almost brought tears to my eyes because today when I was confirming with a client who has been struggling with organizing for a while, and um, actually, you know, it's kind of like a group, Thing because the parents are involved. I just kind of give them updates. And it was really nice. She's like, Janet, I got inspired. You really inspired because I give her assignments. Every time I have a session with her, we work together. Before I leave, I give her an assignment. And this is a person who felt that she couldn't do it, but it was just doing little things. And I think sometimes you, you worry because you feel like you look at everything and you can't do it all. But what you can do is you can at least hang your coat up. You can put your shoes back in the closet. You can take 
the newspapers out to the recycling bin when you're finished. And once you've read something or once you looked at that piece of mail and decided it's junk, trash, whatever, you can decide to discard it. It's those little things. And, and okay, maybe you're feeling guilty because at this point in your life, you are surrounded by clutter, but know that every day you wake up, if you do one thing, whether it's hang your keys up, whether it's put your pocketbook back someplace, because if you spend an hour every single week getting organized, that's 52 hours you would have focused on changing your life and moving forward. So never give up. Never give up. That is my inspirational quote to you. Next week, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about how millennials stay organized. So I am looking forward to that topic. And, of course, near the end of the month, we're going to be talking about what to do. A lot of times somebody passes away and you get overwhelmed with their stuff, your stuff, so how to work through all of that. And, of course, I will be sharing some organizing tips as well later this month. But I do want to thank all of you for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, as well as on social media. And make sure you visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.